York County is so much more than just a stop for gas on I-8. 17 County is filled with unique individuals with unique stories just waiting to be told. Welcome to the 17 County Podcast with your host, Emily Perry. This is 17 County Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, and listen. This helps our podcast grow, and we thank you for your continued support. We would also like to take the time to thank our York County Development Corporation members, Agriproducts, Cornerstone Bank, Nebraska Public Power District, and Central Valley Ag. Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to focus on the growth and development of York County here at the YCDC. So thank you. Let's get to the podcast. Joining me today is Sheila Bruger. Sheila is a director of CFO Systems here in York County. Pulled from their website directly, Sheila Bruger is a finance professional who thrives in environments that require a strategic growth-based focus. She has an excellent track record of leading and developing teams to identify and execute action steps that improve processes. We are so excited to learn from you both professionally because man that sounds like a lot and personally so thank you for being here yes thank you for having me emily i'm really excited to share the story with everybody in york county yeah absolutely so let's take it all the way back to the beginning where are you from yes i am from mccool junction i graduated there in 1991 and then i graduated from unl in 1995, I think, I'm just looking back, <laughs> thinking back, uh, with a Bachelor of Science degree in accounting, I double majored in accounting and economics. Okay. So, yep, from there, then I went and I got my CPA certificate, and then I did a certified management accounting certificate, and then I did my master's. Wow. So. Lots of school. <laughs> lots of school. Lots of learning. Yep. So what was your career path like for that, I mean, obviously you got all this education. Right. What were your actual jobs through that process? Right. So I came right out of college and I started working in public accounting. I spent almost three years in public accounting, enough to get my certificate, and then I moved into private industry. And so in private industry, I really developed a niche for manufacturing. I remember working for manufacturing companies. And one of my first manufacturing jobs was actually in Kearney, Nebraska, because my husband and I lived there for three years while he works. He works for Nebraska Public Power District. And they hired me to basically run their costing department. And I had no experience in costing <laughs> at all. And in fact, I think I got a C in my costing class in college. Oh, no. <laughs> So I thought, uh-oh, I need to learn really fast what's in, in what this entails. So while I was at Baldwin Filters and Kearney, I actually got my CMA, which is Certified Management Accountant. And that's kind of like a mini MBA program where they take you through some specific learning to do with regards to management accounting. So a lot of emphasis on break-even analysis, financial statement analysis, gross profit, variable costs, fixed costs, and some of your more complicated ratios. Mm -hmm. So your leverage ratio, again, break-even analysis, quick ratio, just things that you can look at really fast on financial statements and understand how a company's doing Hmm. or more specifically how they're trending. 
Interesting. So are they getting better or are things getting worse? And if they're not getting better, they're getting worse. What do you need to look at Mm -hmm. to make it better? Yeah. So how did you end up being involved in CFO systems? And did you start out as a director or how did that look like? Right. My husband and I moved back to York uh, in, I think it was 2003. And then from there, I've had a number of jobs where I I kind of developed this reputation in industry where I was a cleanup specialist. So people, I would get recruited by recruiters to come in, clean up something that was a mess, Mm. especially in manufacturing and anything to do with inventory. I had a lot of experience in that and systems too. Mm. So whether it be ERP installations or installations that they they had done and they didn't go well. And so they weren't posting correctly and the financial statements were wrong or misstated. So I I developed this reputation as a cleanup specialist. So it was kind of in for about three years, clean up, train up. So Mm -hmm. train staff around me, hand off, and then go to my next one. Interesting. So I did that until basically about two and a half years ago when I started with CFO Systems. Okay. And so I kind of reached a point at that at my current job at that time where they were in some uncertain financial situation mm-hmm. and I was commuting and I thought it would be really nice not to commute. I've commuted right. for most of my career. It'd be really nice not to do that. And I reached out to Brett Freever at CFO Systems. I said, Brett, what's it take to do a job like this? I said, because I've been wanting to do this for about five or six years now I wasn't sure I had enough experience. He goes, no, you need to do this. You'd be oh. perfect because this is what you've done. And I said, yeah, good. So this would be really great to do because then I can just clean things up for a living, mm-hmm. get a variety of clients, help local small businesses, mm-hmm. and and not have to commute anymore. Which so, is huge. It's huge. It's been big. I just, I just love it so much because... So one of the things that I noticed when I started with CFO Systems is we, before we start with CFO Systems as directors, we have to write our own business plan hmm. because we are, we create our own entities. So I have my own LLC and I get work through CFO Systems, but I can also generate my own work. Interesting. Okay. So in order to start with them, you have to write your own business plan, hmm. which means how do you think you can grow your business in York County, Nebraska. Yeah. So this was actually really easy for me to write up because my career, my husband and I lived in York County for, well, I grew up in McCool Junction. Obviously, right. we spent three years in Kearney, but otherwise I've been in York. And what I noticed in my career is within like a 90-mile radius of York, uh, let's call it Seward West, there are are a lot of companies really trying to grow Mm -hmm. and they want to grow their business. And quite often they'll start out husband, wife, team, or just one spouse or the other. Mm -hmm. And they're hiring people that they're looking to hire people, but they need financial expertise, accounting, getting their systems up and running. How do they do e-commerce? But they're having, they have a hard time where they can't afford to hire somebody full time Mm -hmm. or they can't find somebody with the breadth of expertise that they're looking for. Yeah. And so 
now you have CFO or controller for hire or contract. So I go in and I help people or businesses anywhere from four to 40 hours a week. Wow. Yeah, depending on the project or what's going on. Yeah. So it can be as intense as the business needs it to be, really. Right. Or more laid back and say, Mm -hmm. hey, just come in for a couple of hours and let's just work on this. And so we'll just incrementally work on things over time. I do not replace their tax accountant or Mm -hmm. their auditor. I don't do taxes and I don't do audit, but I can get everything prepared for you. Mm -hmm. So when it's time for your taxes and audit to be done, we're just basically handing things over and it's 90 to 95% complete. Wow. Yep. Wow. Which is, once again, that's huge. I mean, preparing for audit in tax season is a big chore. I mean, it's a lot of work. So going into CFO systems as a whole, well, A, can you explain a little bit about what the business setup is like? I know you kind of touched on how you have your own business and Mm -hmm. you can get business from CFO systems, but it's kind of a... Different setup, maybe. Can you explain how that works? Yes. So CFO Systems is based out of Omaha, Nebraska. It was started by Brett Frevert. He is originally from the Wayne area and comes from a long generation of farmers who went into accounting. And basically, he had a career path very similar to me. Mm -hmm. And then back in 2004, he completed the sale of one of his companies that he was working for as a CFO. And he said, you know, I think I could create this business where I just do this for multiple companies and they don't have to hire me full time and Mm -hmm. I can actually help them grow without costing them a full-time employee. So fast forward from 2004 now to 2023, we have 143 directors located around the United States I think we have probably 40 directors just in Nebraska. Wow. A lot in Omaha. Myself, who lives in York, Nebraska, we just added a director um, from Cool Junction, Stephanie Jacobson. Okay. Yep. And she's building her business around helping small, rural, critical access hospitals. Oh. Because she has a large background in healthcare. Okay. Okay. And she thinks there's a need for small hospitals who need to fill that gap for a finance professional. Yeah. Whether or not they can hire somebody or they need somebody with just a bit more experience than their local person can provide. So hmm. we're growing. And yes. if, if we have any other accountants listening, we're looking to grow more especially anybody with, let's call it, two to ten years of experience as a senior accountant. Okay. So. Yes. Let us know. We can get you into contact. Yes. But if they wanted to contact you directly, how would they do so? Yes. They could just reach out to me. You can see my profile um, on the CFO Systems website, and they can reach out to me uh, with my phone number. I'm also a member of your Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, absolutely. Plenty of places to find more information. Yes. You kind of talked about this as well, but diving a little bit deeper, you represent a lot of manufacturing industry. Mm -hmm. You have someone now that represents rural hospital industry, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word for it. But does this new accountant that you may or may not be looking for, is there a certain industry that you're targeting? Not really. We just, just we need somebody who just has a really good base in month end close, bank reconciliations, and just balance sheet, good, a good balance sheet accountant. 
Okay. And so what it does is it kind of fills the gap of they can work on smaller projects, a little bit smaller projects with oversight from some of us that have a little bit more experience. Right. So we can come in and kind of guide them. And then it also gives our customers just a little bit uh, cheaper price point. Okay. Yeah. And for customers that you represent, is there usually a lifespan? Do you start when they're just, you know, the five employees and then is there a time that you step out and let them take it over or how does that that's process a, work? Yeah, that's a really great question. So what we like to do is break our business down into three sections. Fractional, which is they really want us for a set number of hours a week and mm-hmm. they kind of want to keep us, let's call it in perpetuity. So it's a permanent need that they want Mm -hmm. and they're just not ready to hire. So the fractional interim or interim. So they have a, just a set project or a gap that they want to fill. For example, they're in between hires. Okay. So if they do want to hire somebody, but they still need all the work to get done and it's going to take them three months to hire, we can step in for however many hours they week they need on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. until they get their person hired or project work. So we always say fractional interim or project. And project work usually surrounds some new initiative that the company is working on, whether it be a new system, a system cleanup. And sometimes it can be maybe they are are doing a new round of financing with either Mm -hmm. investors or the bank, and they have to pull together a bunch of information, and they really just want to make sure it's clean in a really crisp format for analysis. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you can represent any business who really has need. Right. And it does, I have a huge background in manufacturing, but the range of clients that I'm working on right now, I help an IT services company. I am working with a company based out of Florida, believe it or not, that manufactures organic fertilizer. Interesting. Yeah. A grain company uh, and a youth sports company. Wow. So it's yeah. <laughs> those are just a few examples of the companies that I'm working with right now. So it's a really wide variety of activities. And I think one of the things that's really been exciting about all of these is I've been with them for most of them for over a year. And they just feel like they want to, you know, keep me there because there's a lot of value that's being added. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like from what you're saying is... Yes, you're based out of York County, but you can expand outside of those region yeah. barriers or whatever. You, you're pretty flexible with that as well. I mean, Florida is yeah. quite a ways away. So that's definitely something to pay attention to if you're a business outside of York County and you're looking for help. Still reach out. That's not, not right. a factor that's going to end that relationship or anything like that. So definitely still reach out. Well, and it's interesting, COVID changed a lot of things, at least in the accounting world, where because of Zoom or Teams or WebEx or whatever, you can meet with people, you can interact with them over the internet, get access to all their files, all their systems, all their information, and still add value. I think the really nice part about I really love this about being in central Nebraska, but networked with a company around the United States is people are coming to the Midwest for resources because of two things. We have a really strong work ethic. Mm -hmm. We have a high degree of trust. So we're just going to tell you like it is. We're going to tell you the truth, you know, just get it out there. And 
we don't have the price points of California or New York. Yeah, absolutely. And so we can add just as much or way more value than, than they may be seen in other areas. Yeah, absolutely. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, I love it. it is. And it's so broad. I mean, you right. do, a, you do a lot, <laughs> man, how are there enough hours in the day? But no, that's, that's absolutely amazing. At Cornerstone Bank, we are committed to providing you the best in banking products and service. With 46 locations throughout Nebraska, we are dedicated to serve you. Cornerstone Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. And you said you've been with CFO Systems for two and a half years, give or take? Uh, Just two years. Two years. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well... Once again, reach out if you have any questions, but let's go into family life. You live in York County, right. as you had said. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your family. Yes. So uh, my husband and I live here in York County. We've lived here since, uh, since 2000, let me just, yes, since 2003, we, when we moved back from Kearney. I am the mother of five children ranging in age from 24 to 16. So it's every two years from 24 to 16. My oldest actually lives in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, And my youngest goes to school in McCool Junction. And your husband, Trey, is one of her teachers. Yes. (laughs) Lucky her. Lucky her. (laughs) But yeah. um, No, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you chose to come back to York County after leaving. What made that decision, I guess, easier? What solidified you wanting to come back? So my husband works for Nebraska Public Power District. He's been there since he's been 20 years old. So it's almost over 30-year career there. Yes. And we really wanted to raise our family in a, a rural environment. So we live on an acreage. We have the whole gamut of cows, chickens, horses, dogs, cats, occasionally something else thrown in there <laughs> for us to just stay occupied with. And it was really great for our kids growing up just to experience the responsibilities of an acreage and just you know, the, just the beautiful atmosphere of, of York, Nebraska. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are pretty involved in the McCool area. Talk a little bit about that school system. I, I of course, know about it because my husband teaches there, but I'm a little bit biased. So (laughs) it's always good to get outside perspective. Yeah, the McCool school system is really interesting because it is one of the few schools that survived the consolidation area era. Mm -hmm. But what's really interesting about McCool, when I graduated from there in 1991, I had a class of 13. And right now, the average class size is well over 20 to 24. Mm -hmm. It just depends. And I think what's happened with McCool is because all of the surrounding communities around McCool consolidated, you had kids driving farther to other schools for their consolidation. And so they were able to pick up all these kids around Mm -hmm. the edges that didn't want to drive farther or still wanted that really um, close-knit community. My family is from the McCool area. My maiden name is Clark. So my science teacher in high school, Mr. Germer, (laughs) used to tell us in McCool that 
his favorite saying is, you can't swing a dead cat around McCool without hitting a Clark. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> Germer is still there, by the way, and he's he still the same. So yes. <laughs> definitely something you can and say. And so it's just a very big community mm-hmm. or very, very big family, but also really strong community ties to the school. Yes. And the school does a really great job keeping itself going. So they have mm-hmm. an amazing event, Evening with Stars, every mm-hmm. spring where they're able to raise money for extra projects in the school and just through the donations of the community help keep putting improvements into the school. Yeah, absolutely. And I think McCool is unique in the sense of the community is so supportive of the school that, I mean, games, everyone's there. Everyone knows all the students and supports them and cheers for them. And I mean... The, the community really does rally around the school. They do, for sure. And yeah. it's really nice going to a school. I mean, I we live in York, and we could be part of the school district, too. It And I, all school districts, I think, in this area do a really great job. Mm-hmm. We just wanted one specifically where our kids could do the full range of activities without feeling like they had to get narrowed into one or two. And I, I think McCool does a really good job of filling that need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can agree with that. So we talked about, you know, your husband and work and living in McCool, or not living in McCool, but going to school in McCool, living in the area. And then we also talked about your work, which is absolutely amazing. Let's break it down into what what are you passionate about? You know, what drives you to go to work and to do all the different things that you do? Oh, that's a great question. I think one of the things that I'm passionate about is helping businesses get better. Mm. So one of the, I'm a big fan of the Gallup Strengths Profile. Yes. So of all the teams that I've managed, I've taken every single one of my teams through it so I can understand what they do best. But one of the key things in the Gallup Strengths Profile for me, the key strength that pops out is Maximizer. So I am someone who is compelled to make things better and do things better and also develop people. Yeah. yeah. So if I see something in someone and I know it can be better and I know they have a strength for it, I'm compelled to keep developing it. And it's the same thing with businesses. If I see how they're doing things and they could be doing it better or more efficient Mm -hmm. or we can organize their financial information in a way that is easier to look at and absorb, Mm -hmm. then I want that there for them. I like to tell people frequently that a head coach always needs a really good statistician Mm. because if the stats of your business or your team aren't accurate, how do you know how you're going to coach? Wow. And so... That's always been my passion Mm -hmm. is I can step into that head coach role. And in fact, another one of my skills is command. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's not taking charge, I absolutely will. It's just going to happen. However, I really do want to provide people with that information for their businesses and um, help them to grow. Mm-hmm. So an example of that is frequently when I look at financial statements of companies in this area is a lot of times I will focus on their gross profit before I'll focus on net income. And net income is really important, but gross profit helps us understand how they're operating with their margins. 
Okay. And so we break it out between variable costs and fixed costs. And a lot of companies I see in this area, they're co-mingling those. Mm -hmm. And if they ever want to calculate their break-even, it's hard to do it that way. So it's one of the first things I'll suggest to them is, hey, let's just make a couple changes to how you view your financial statements. And I think this is going to add some really quick value for you. The other thing that obviously is important for almost all small businesses is cash flow. Oh, yeah. is if you don't have a handle on your cash flow and how it projects out, especially if times get really tough, Mm -hmm. you want to grab a hold of that really fast and try to understand how you're going to manage it. And there are some really good tools that we use um, putting together projections for companies where you can get a really accurate, probably three to four month view on this and helping them understand how things are, are moving so they're not caught by surprise if if times get tough or right. if business goes down. But it's equally important if they grow because a lot of times they, they keep reinvesting. So that reinvestment can consume cash and that over time they keep making it back by the improvements in their business. Hmm. These are just some of the discussions that I have with small businesses in the area. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving pieces. But uh, with a little bit of work, you can get it into a, uh, the financial statements into a format that's not complicated. And that's something that I'm a huge proponent of. If somebody's leading you down a path or things get more complicated, you want to stand back and ask yourself, why? Because the beauty is, simpler metrics in a format that's easy to read yeah yeah so anyway it's just (laughs) I, I I really do when we focus on improvements it's not about making it more complicated usually it's about making it simpler to look at yeah absolutely Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. No, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I think it's really important for our businesses to realize you are out here. I mean, you're here, you're yep. willing we're here, to help. We're available. And one of the things that I tell businesses when I come in, I usually meet with them for an hour or two, no charge. Wow. And I just say, okay, tell me what's going on and, and what your problems are. Mm-hmm. And we'll walk through it. And then you, normally what I do is I give them three or four things and I say, here's what we would focus on. And then what we talk about is what do you want to focus on? And then I'll come back and I say, okay, I think this is going to, it's going to take this many hours a week. And I've been recently helping a company um, th- locally that works a lot in construction and they lost somebody about a year ago and just things just kind of got away from Mm -hmm. them. And so we just kind of had to go in and clean some things up. But the the focus of the conversation was usually what I say is, okay, let's look at your trended balance sheet and your trended income statement. Mm -hmm. And from that, I can just circle where your problems are at. Like you can just see on, on those statements exactly what's not working correctly and then how you would propose to fix it. So we'll have that dialogue about what they think they need versus what I think I can provide. Mm-hmm. And then what we'll talk through is how many hours a week do we want to spend on this? Because sometimes people, companies want to hit it really hard. Mm-hmm. And other times others are going to want to spread it over time and just bite it off in small chunks. 
uh, the company in Florida that I was working with, they actually grabbed me because of my background in inventory. They had an inventory system that they were using for a year, and they have actually seven plants across the United States. Wow. They hadn't, they hadn't reconciled their inventory in well over a year, and they had a very expensive consulting company calculating what it should be for them, and that consulting company overvalued it to the tune of about 30%. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah. When I went on that job, they said, okay, we're going to hit it really hard for two to three weeks. And so I had about 30 hours in them each week for two to three weeks. And again, one of the things I proposed to them was we could get really complicated about this or we could simplify it. And we did. We simplified it. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're going to get the same result without going into too much complication and Since I've been CFO and controller for so many different companies, Mm -hmm. when I give them advice, I'm giving them advice as if I were their employee, yeah, not as a contractor coming in. Because I know what I do, what I would and wouldn't pay for. Mm -hmm. And if I were them, I wouldn't pay for wasteful activity. Yeah. So I don't want to give it to them. Absolutely. It has to be on point and very specific to their needs. And I mean, that goes on to further prove not only your expertise, but you can be trusted. I mean, you're not going to charge them for nothing. You're going to actually do the work and kind of put the ball in their court and see what they need. Yeah. Big, important, really important. And instilling those Nebraska values and traditions too in your business. Right. Man. Anyway, it's really, (laughs) it's really, it's been really good. I mean, at first... When I started working um, with CFO System, I was worried that it would be hard for people in this area to grasp this. But mm-hmm. I'd seen it in a couple other businesses that I was working for that we'd brought people in like this. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, if we get the word out, it's going to make a lot of sense yeah. to people. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it really has resonated really well. Yeah. And I think it is also really important for businesses to realize this does happen. Yes. I mean, sometimes things get a little bit messy and you just right. need a little bit extra help cleaning it up. Yeah. I mean, that's not abnormal. It happens. So it's not a bad thing to have to reach out. No, and it's not. And I mean, it's just life. Yeah. I mean, you can't predict if somebody's going to leave for another job. Mm-hmm. You can't predict if they're going to have a medical emergency. Yeah. You know, you may not understand if you've got all your cross training done when somebody retires or... Or you don't know how your business may turn with regards to just the economy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's just life. <laughs> it is, it is. And it's constantly changing, constantly right. adapting. And so to, your business needs to as well. Um, right. But yeah, well, now we get to move on to, I don't know if I want to call it the fun part, but the fun part, um, <laughs> the hot potato. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you a simple question, just the first thing that comes into your mind. If you need a little bit of time to think about it, so would I. So it's okay. Okay. Um, coffee or tea? Tea. Okay. I don't know if I agree, but <laughs> tea is great too. Um, camper or hotel? Hotel. Okay. Fair. TV or book? Book. I agree with that as well. Um, dogs or cats? Both. Okay. Kind of an animal person. Yeah, we are definitely animal people. So they both have their place. 
Fair enough. And so I just can't pick. It's kind of like, don't pick your favorite child, right? Yeah, right. Anyway, so I have an affinity for both cats and dogs. Fair enough. I Yes, fair enough. Calls, texts, or emails? Oh, goodness. It depends. Okay. Very, for me, it's very much situational. Mm-hmm. Maybe texts if it's informal, calls if you really need to portray something Mm -hmm. or if you really have to make sure you're getting a fair dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um, And then emails is just more of a. Yeah. The day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Halloween or fall? Fall. I agree. I agree so much. (laughs) Um, Pumpkin patch or apple orchard? Ooh, apple orchard. Okay. Do you have a favorite? A favorite apple orchard? Yeah. There's not many around here. Oh, so. so Bill Donovan's got the, he's got, he, he's just got the most beautiful orchard in your county, I think. So we'll have to check that out. Have you ever been there? I have not, but That's I kind of want to go. I didn't know that there was one in York. So I, my guess is he's got probably 40 trees. Oh, wow. I don't know. He's got huh. crazy amount of apples. They're so good. And he's got a storage facility for them too. Really? Yep. Why did I not know about this? Okay, I'm going to have to do some research. Between McCool and York. Yep. Interesting. Well, thank you. Thank you for letting You're me welcome. know. And he's passionate about apples, so. So it's fun to talk to him about it, I'm sure. It is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Goodness. I, I would say if you live in York County, we are all just really blessed to be here because mm-hmm. it's an amazing place to raise a family get to know your neighbors, Mm -hmm. be involved in the community, and just see things grow. If you're not from York County, you need to check it out. And the reason why is it's got great people. We have a great work ethic. You're just going to get an incredible, you're going to get incredible people when they work for you from York County. Yeah. So make sure you keep it on your radar. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'll echo everything you said. So 100%. Well, I think that is it. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. If once again, you are interested in learning more about CFO systems or Sheila Brueger as a person, whatever the case may be, feel free to reach out and we can either connect you or you can go to the website and uh, find her contact information and contact her directly. So thank you so much. Thank you, Emily, for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. In closing, we would like to once again take the time to thank our members, the people that help us drive change. We would like to thank York State Bank, Henderson State Bank, York General, Mead Lumber Company Incorporated, and York News Times. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. Catch you next time.